Welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadana. With me, as always, Richie Byrne. What's up? Why, hey. Up? How are you? It's good to see you, Richie. I like the tree behind you. It's very festive. I know. I, I uh, This is our little back room, and uh, we put our tree back here, and I'm like, oh, I'm not putting up the green screen thing. <laughs> I, I This makes me so happy. I have nothing <laughs> any different. We I do have lights on in the house. I just don't have any right here. So. Yeah. Are you big? Uh, you big Christmas guy? Yeah. Christmas Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm. You know, I was bigger when I was younger. You know, I, I don't have kids. If I had uh, kids, it'd be, I'm sure for you right now, it's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. We got the elf on the shelf every morning. We got all that crap. You do you know, the watch shows? Is, are they big, you know, the uh, Rudolph and all that crap? Or Yeah. That, it, still, those shows? Yeah, all the claymations and all yeah. that stuff. It's yeah. so big. The, the, the kids love it. But uh, this is the first year they got into, like, Home Alone and, like, planes, trains, and automobiles and all the, oh, like. Really? Oh. Yeah. So now I'm in, like, this is the sweet spot for me. Yeah, you so movie shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a special show. I'm uh, very, I'm so excited. Um, I, I, let's bring him out, and then we'll talk about it. We'll do the drink, the joke, and then we'll talk how we all got to meet up. I, I thought it was such a fun story and how uh, everything came about. But well, I um, met them because you never introduce people. I don't. But my wife and I, we have a we have a code that. She'll say to me, she'll be like, oh, Mark, you're so rude. I'm Angie. And then she introduces herself to everybody because I I never introduce people. I just, for some reason in my head, think everybody knows each other. We were just backstage <laughs> with them and you never introduced me. You were like, all right, here we go. I'm like, okay, I guess we're going. <laughs> all right, well, let's bring them out uh, from the, the Raylan Nelson band, Raylan and JB. Let's bring them out. Hey guys. hey guys! How are you? Are you going to introduce us now? Well, now Hi. I'll introduce you. This is this is Richie. So <laughs> that Hi, is Richie. Raylan Nelson and JB. I can't remember your last name because we never. Uh, they just no. said JB when we no. when I met B. you. It's B B E E. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's right. B R I G H T. Yeah, it sounds like a oh, fake okay. name, so we go with JB. I like it. I just I I like JB. <laughs> his name is Jonathan Bright, and Jonathan is just the longest name in the world to say for such a little guy. It, it so. means a gift from God. So back off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, also I mean Jonathan's a weird name for you know like a rock guitar player. Like I think Jonathan Bright's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Together, it sounds really strong. Yeah. When you think of Jonathan, I think of like a little kid. Like you know, hey, I think I'm Jonathan. You yeah, you might go with Johnny Bright or something like that if you were going to go with the Ooh. full name. Johnny? Yeah. Right. I don't know. When I Johnny think of Jonathan, Bright. I just think of Bible times and you know, David's you best friend. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so happy you guys. Where are you joining us from? We're at my grandpa's museum in Nashville, right across from Opryland. So it's the Willie Nelson and Friends Museum and Showcase is what it's called. That is that is awesome. And then you guys run a podcast through there. You guys have a really awesome podcast called Music yeah. It's Funny. Yes. And over... Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, no just... go ahead. Over the pandemic, we didn't have anything to do. And before that, when we were traveling around, when we would uh, go on the road, we wouldn't listen to the same music, you know? Yeah, we, don't get... we do not agree on music in the van to listen to at all. It's yeah, hysterical. It's You're in the same band, but you don't uh, yeah. <laughs> listen to the same There's music. A, a sharp divide in the van. Yeah, the only time, I mean, we'll listen to cover songs that we're going to do over and over and over again or something like that. But no, we usually just listen to stand-up comedy. So then the pandemic hit and we were like, how do we get these comedians to talk to us? So <laughs> We were like, all you have not- to do is ask because yeah. comics can't wait to talk. Strangely enough, that turned out to be the case. I mean, our first guy we reached out to was 
freaking Doug Stanhope. And he got back. He's like, sure. So I was like, hey, we're off and running with Stanhope. And he was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know if it was by anybody who was in the museum. I, can we curse on this podcast? I think yeah, of course. You can yeah. curse. You can. Richie, you <laughs> got to come. Richie, you're a comedian, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, we yeah. got to have you on. We got to have you yeah. on our show. Absolutely. Okay. I would love to do it. I would love to do it. You see how so, hard that was? You see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> see how, how, to get a, how to get a comedian. If you want to talk to him, just ask. If you want him to perform, just feed him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. About- comic, though. You, you said, oh, Richie, you should be on our show. I should be like, no. Nah. No, <laughs> I'm tired of talking about myself. Nah, it's also hard to say no when I ask you on your own show if you'll come yeah. on because you would just look like an asshole That's if you said point. no. Well played, too. Well played. Thanks. Thanks. Well, you know, Richie has no problem looking like an asshole. <laughs> perfect, on our, perfect on our show. Right. Here's the deal. I'll do it, but I have to be at my grandfather's museum. When I oh. do it, <laughs> does your grandpa have a museum? No. <laughs> <laughs> she asked so innocently. I, I loved it. Like every kid's grandpa has a museum. Yeah, <laughs> and a tour bus, right? No, your grandpa's called, got a tour bus. It's called their garage. That's grandpa's museums. <laughs> their garage. <laughs> the cubby hole where my grandpa kept all of his old Playboys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So uh, out of the museum. I'm sorry, Mark. You guys, you do your show out of the museum all the time, or yeah, that- just for the cool factor because my grandpa's cool. Well, Mark, I would think, we should go out there and do the show live from there. They're always 100%. better live. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'm down. I love Nashville so much, and we'll get into that because uh, I'll, I'll tell the story of how we all met. Okay, but. I want to first start with what are we drinking? What is you guys' preferred drink when you're out on the road? And are you drinking it now? Yeah, this is my favorite beer right now. It's Founders All Day IPA Session Ale. So it's got 4% alcohol in it, you know? So you can drink like 10 of them. And also there's a little little car on here. So you can actually drink and drive if you drink. Yeah. Totally it's really legal, one of the only beers that allows that, but it is on the can. Yeah, it's so. on the can. It's a little car, and he's even um, got a canoe up there. So he's been, you know, yeah, you he can go do activity, paddle, drive, whatever you want to do on this stuff. Yeah. So drink and drive. <laughs> I've got the same. Yes, I have the same. Cheers. You're going fatters. Richie, what are you drinking, buddy? I'm still sticking with the coffee with Kahlua in it, bro. I'm, I'm yeah. Cool. Old school. We had, a, we had a thing earlier. So we both had coffee for that show. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, my mom was going to name me Kahlua. Really? I really wish she would have. I really, when she told the van that, that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. I think we called her Kahlua for the rest of the trip. For a little bit, yeah. Lulu. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, my dad put it into it. He said, no. But uh, yeah. Yeah. My mom was going to name me Pat's Blue Ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) Wild Turkey. All right, Mark, what you drinking? I am going with a vodka and seltzer, which in the green, blue, look, it looks like a brick wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. It's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Put that up there, That's so weird. I can't, I can't figure out how to turn the green screen off on this <laughs> iPad. Look at that. that is, you look like you're drinking a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Um, <laughs> and then the other thing we always ask is if our guests have a joke for us. We love street jokes. Me yeah. too. I, I it's mean, hard to pin down just one. Do you want to go first? You no, you go, go ahead. first. Yeah. Uh, this is one I wrote. So oh, fuck. Here we go. She, oh. she wrote. So I, I really like beer. Um, I like beer so much that I actually took a bath in it. But it's gross. I decided it was just once in a blue moon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I only wrote one joke in my life. Rolling his eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do the one you wrote. I like the one you wrote. It's terrible. No, I wrote it when I was like nine. I know. Do it. Do it. Well, okay. Wait. I'll do it for him. The joke that JB wrote when he was nine. What did the policeman say to the guy when a piece of meat fell on his head? Oh, I don't know. 
you're under a roast. <laughs> that's I mean, good. A nine-year-old. Yeah. Okay. It's Come good. on. That's yeah. I like it. I think probably <laughs> my favorite street that I've probably got three, but my favorite might be uh you know why they call it a cunt, don't you? <laughs> because that's the sound it makes when you kick it. <laughs> yes, he does. Folks, that's Frank jokes and storytelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid all my street jokes will get you guys canceled. <laughs> we can't get canceled. We don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a really good yeah. what? And then the, I, I can tell one that, uh, and it's even worse, but it, we, we do some of these when we're playing live. And we were playing to a fairly sparse crowd in Asheville, I remember, North Carolina one time. And I just told this maybe in we the We play band, to sparse crowds all the time. Yeah, well, just to be this clear. particular sparse crowd. <laughs> but uh, so I get up to the microphone and I go, so I was eating my grandma last <laughs> night. And then I was like, and I was like, oh, God, that tastes like horse semen. Then I remembered that's how she died. <laughs> and I sent about 10 people to the door. I was like, well, I got rid of those guys. Before, so, uh, we haven't been asked back to North Carolina. Yeah, I don't think since. we played that club since. My bad. <laughs> we like to tell jokes in between our songs, you know? So I love it. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, we were uh, we were so fortunate. Uh, I was down in Nashville with Don Jameson, and we got to watch uh, Raylan's first time doing stand-up. Don asked me, he goes, I have a friend, and I think she wants to do stand-up. It's going to be her first time. And I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And I, I was kind of expecting – usually people's first times go well because they're so excited, but you did well like – You've been doing it a long time. And uh, I wonder if it has to do with your being able to perform and singing that I feel like you you knew what you were doing and you felt comfortable on stage. Yeah, I was definitely very, very nervous, though. Uh, more nervous than I get when I'm playing shows. But, yeah, I think so. And like I said, we we like to write jokes to say in between our songs to make the show fun. And, and I like I said before, we pretty much only watch comedy podcasts and listen to comedy. So if you just try to mimic your favorite ones, you know what they do. Right. And that the trick, that's how you start playing music. You just mimic, you know, yeah. the people that you love until you get comfortable with it. But thanks for saying that, that I was shaking before I went on. Maybe I, and I didn't take the microphone. I wish I would have taken the microphone off the stand. I just stood there and like held onto the stand for dear life. You know, sounds like a lot like your first gig with us. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> stood very still. <laughs> it, it, that, you know, Mark, you'll attest to this when uh, when you meet someone who gets into comedy and they've been in the entertainment business in other ways, like uh, a singer or whatever, and they always think that that's going to be a shortcut to moving forward in the comedy business. They're like, uh, and you're like, no, nope, it still takes as long as it took. You know, <laughs> because there are habits because I, I would I started out as an actor and a singer before I got into comedy. And there are habits that you have in that way that you have to break when you're a comic. And you know what I'm saying? Like as an actor, you think, oh, it's a script and I have to read the script that I wrote. No, no, no. Because someone could be yelling something from the audience and you have to deal with that. So there's always like something that happens from you, having other Talent be, does help, but there's still, there's always something weird that goes on as a comic. Comedy is still its own beast. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if you talk about going from acting into that, did you, was there some pushback from comics? Like, oh, here comes a fucking actor trying to do comedy oh, stuff, well, you know? Yeah, to some degree, yes. And, uh, <laughs> but not the other way, man. Actors are like, dude, you get up on stage by yourself with a microphone and that's it. And they're like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyone who hasn't done comedy, but comics are always like, get off the stage, fucking actor. Get the hell out of the way. You know? <laughs> I can imagine. I can appreciate that too. Yeah. And yeah. then it's so cool that you guys get to travel around with just yourself and a microphone. That's all you need. You yeah. don't even have to bring the microphone. The places have a microphone. It's yeah. so nice. There's, to- there's positive, but there's negative because it's also insanely lonely. Insanely lonely. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, it, 
if you're not big enough to bring like your own opening act, you're by yourself and it's like 23 hours a day by yourself. And then you have one hour where you're in front of like 500 people or 300 people. And then it's like, all right, back to being alone. (laughs) You walk in and it's a comic you can't stand. Oh, and and you're living with him. And you're like, oh, God, I got to spend the whole weekend with Rick Adana. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's true because you guys will land and stay someplace for three or four days in a row. Our yeah. days are killed by driving to the next thing to do. So it, you yeah, know, it's just yeah. as boring, but you, at least you're seeing something different, not in the same comedy condo for three or four days. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I directed a play that Richie was in, and it was called The Boom, and it was about a comedy condo, yeah. and it was these two older comics are working together and they're old friends, but like they're both kind of over it. And then this young guy comes in and he's supposed to be the opening act, but he kind of blows them off the stage. So halfway through the weekend, they have to switch them. And you know, you have to tell the old, tell the old lion that there's a new, new lion in town and he's got to step down and it, it got ugly. (laughs) <laughs> and that happens too, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I've heard stories of that happen. Oh, yeah. Talking to a lot of the old school comics we've talked to, talking about the comedy condos. And I'm sure it's probably different than it was, you know, in the 90s now. But, you know, it was it was yeah. rock and roll back. Like talking to Stanhope about him coming up. It's like, yeah, you were basically just playing in a band. But, and he always takes his cast of merry pranksters out with him, it seems like, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd we be have- able to do a weekend with him. I think I would come home so beat up. <laughs> Probably. He's a professional. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to jump. I haven't seen him try to keep up. I used what to I started out with Duff. I haven't seen him in years. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Where you going? I heard a kid screaming. Richie, what'd you say? Did you say yeah. you you worked with Doug? We back in the nineties. I haven't seen him since, but yeah, yeah. We, I knew him back open mic days and things like that. You yeah. know together so uh what, what the hell just happened my my dog was scratching at the door somebody locked him out <laughs> very professional here at the Hold on, just say house. Oh, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guys, see you guys are doing you, you can tell you have your own podcast because what you're doing now is you guys are interviewing us i was yeah. just realizing that as we were doing it i was just yeah, I got to save some of that for when you come on. Yeah, we're trying to talk to you when you're going, okay, but when you're on the road. <laughs> we actually got to hang out at one of the con- comedy condos with Ari when he was in town. We did a fun video with him that should come out maybe sometime in the next two or three years. Yeah, whenever he gets around to it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But uh, we, we got to hang out in the, the Zanies comedy. comedy condo. It's, it's nice. not bad. It's yeah. really nice. And it's right across the street, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. Oh really? That's, that's oh. always nice when you can stumble back to your. You know, no matter how drunk you get, you can always find yeah. the condo. Exactly. And it's a nicer your- neighborhood now. <laughs> I, I was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Nashville. <laughs> I've only been in Nashville once in my life, and it was uh, to go to Robbinsville, Mississippi, to do a show. And uh, I was there at three o'clock in the morning waiting for a bus. I was in a bus terminal and it was one of the scariest times of my career. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been in the bus terminal. It was here. gnarly downtown in the ni- yeah. late 80s and 90s. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was the early mid 90s. Yeah, it was pretty Broadway. Strange. There was no tourism down there. There was titty oh. bars and tootsies yeah. and pawn shops, yeah, which was, was great. I, we hung out down there, but it's, it's completely changed. Really? Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, you you would not recognize it at all. No, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it's you know just like New York Broadway, you know, in the eighties. Totally, yeah, it yeah, was they nothing got, but sh- live sex shows and <laughs> scammers and yeah, homeless. People now it's and, Disney. Yeah, yeah now, but now a, it's homeless people again. It well, is again. Yeah. Well, they got an Apple. They fucking Apple store down on Broadway now, so it's just like everywhere else that you go with a big downtown street you know where you're allowed to drink in the streets yeah the taco bell downtown has a stage and people play really? <laughs> yeah. no shit i want to do a video there a music video that's really cool <laughs> yeah i know it is cool right wow where's your gig taco bell 
<laughs> no, but trust me, trust me. Wait, listen, I'm telling you, it's great. Wow. That sounds like something a comic would do. We could do a show yeah. at this Taco Bell. We just <laughs> we put the stage right over there. We, I think we could. I know the manager. I think he'd let us do it. He'd yeah. let us keep the door. <laughs> hey, I, did, I did see a video last year of this young punk band that rented out a Waffle House and set up a band, yeah. that, and they were just thrashing in <laughs> yeah. there. It was great. Was it for a video? That is, it no, it wasn't for a video. They did a co- or a we, show there. We should do a Waffle House music video. Has yeah. that been done yet? Probably a million times, but I don't know. Okay. I say go for it. <laughs> yeah. Do it and then let somebody tell you, oh, yeah, somebody else did that. Just do then, it. What, which then one you was... just call it an, an homage at that point. It's like, no, of course it's been done. It's an homage to all the other ones that Duh, have been done. Oh, we like it. Okay. Which would be better, yeah. Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, or the Taco Bell downtown with the stage? How grungy of a song are you doing? How stoned are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, These are all valid questions. Very valid questions. <laughs> yeah. The answer to the second question would be very. very. Most of the time you asked it. If you're super drunk, Waffle House. If you're yes. super high, Taco Bell. Yeah. If you're hungover but with classy people, Cracker Barrel. Oh, wow. Mark. You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. You nailed it. <laughs> Mark, you, sh- you need to tweet that. <laughs> so we get- <laughs> you need to tweet it. <laughs> if you're with a nice, classy group. A Cracker Barrels is the new Denny's. Yeah, they just don't stay open late enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Denny's is late night. But I I remember many a hungover days on the road going oh, yeah. to Denny's. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I haven't spent much time in Denny's. There was that, that one, one time, time in on, Colorado. In, yeah, Colorado. It was walk right across the hotel, and we lived there for a couple days. Yeah, that was the only time I never been back. <laughs> You're not missing much. Uh, <laughs> are you guys on tour now? Are you? Are you, I mean, I know you're home right now, but are you, are you like going out a lot? Is, uh, have things opened up since the pandemic and all that? Or next year we got a lot of stuff going on. We uh, have. We stay pretty busy though. Honestly, during not no. busy, not like we were before, but we managed to get out. Every month or so during the pandemic, because we live in the South, so bit. Georgia would kind of open up and Florida, Florida. would kind of open up. So we would hit all of those. And but uh, towards the end of the year, I mean, it sort of picked up towards the end. But yeah, it was it was, you know, hit and miss throughout the whole year. Yeah. I think next year people are finally starting to count on getting out and not, things not getting canceled at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. You get all these like promoters when you're working somewhere, they're like got to really push ticket sales are low really push really push and it's like yeah but you might cancel last minute people are gonna wait they'd rather pay extra at the door yeah than get a cancellation and they have to figure out how to get their money back and it's it's a nightmare for the artist but even worse i think for the promoters yeah, probably so. On the plus side, it was much easier to have a sold out show during those half capacity things. <laughs> That's true. Much we easier. all knew every what everyone was doing. And everybody all, would and put we out, still I had another it. sold out show, and we're all just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but I played last night. I was in Elmira, New York, and I played the Mark Twain Theater. But because of the COVID restrictions, they moved us to the big theater. So we're in like a five thousand seat theater beautiful but they could only sell like 150 tickets so it was like this walking out it's like well at least we're in the big room (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it was a little it was a little weird uh to shift gears though i wanted to ask uh because we we just talked to shelby uh earlier today and i wanted to ask him this and i wanted to ask you guys this but i didn't ask shelby uh, what song do you hear and that is the road for real for you? Like that's the song that represents the road and working. And so many bands um, have great road songs. And that's Richie, not that's on the road too. again? Yeah. Well, if you're, in a, if you're having a great time, it would be on the road again. Yeah. yeah. You know, 50% <laughs> of the time you're out on the road, so that's not going to be uh... – I don't know. I, I'm trying I, to think of something funny. If, well, uh, Obviously, if it, if it's good, it's on the road again. If it's bad, it's the uh, turn the page, Bob Seger, right? Isn't that the <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. 
I got it, Raylan, and uh, you know, not to kiss your your family's ass, but to me, it's Paul and me. Oh, oh, that is a good one. Oh, me and that Paul. song, me and Paul. Yeah, yeah, me and Paul. Whenever I hear that song, I go, oh, "God, yeah, that's this is pretty much it." <laughs> yeah. that's a great one. Yeah, I love that song. And By I the Paul. way, I I also uh, didn't I, on on the podcast and when we met in person. I really had to bite my tongue not to talk about your grandpa the whole time. Oh, well, let's talk about him. He's great. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy, you know, that was like asking it. you all these questions. So I just bit my tongue. I'm like, no, no, country's cool. Well, I, I can tell you this from experience. The guy you don't want to be is the person that comes up and go, next time you see your grandpa. Now, he probably won't remember this, but in 1978... <laughs> I got a, and they started in this long story about how he was kind to them. And you can just see her eye being kind, but her eyes are just rolling to the backs of her head. It's just so many of those, you know, so many. Well, when, yeah. when Don told me you were going to be on the show, I immediately went and looked you up and, you know, and I just saw every time you posted anything, it would be like, uh, you know, I had chicken for lunch and people would write underneath, you got to tell your grandpa. <laughs> that, and I'm like, oh my god, that has to be the most annoying thing on the planet. Yeah, yeah, you should see the messages I get on Facebook and DMs and things. It's just tell your grandpa I said hi, or I want to smoke weed with your grandpa, or yeah. Well, we had a guy life. who doesn't. We had a an older gentleman here at the uh, when we were setting up for a podcast. I think it was from like Wisconsin or something. Minnesota farmer. Minnesota farmer. So he jumped in and started telling old Willie stories and whatever. Then did he get your address or no? He left a note up front. Yeah. Like, and no, he, no, he sent packages here for us with a long letter that he had written for my grandpa. And then a long letter he had written for me. Yeah. That was just, and then basically asking kind. to get, Oh, he was great, but he, he was, was sweet like, and kind. But maybe we're going to see your grandpa. Maybe you could tell him and I can get on the bus with him and smoke one with him when he comes through town. That's, no, the answer's no, you know. Yeah. It's it's such a smaller list if the people who don't want to smoke weed with your grandpa <laughs> yeah, would exactly. write you. There'd be like four people. <laughs> That's a good point. Hell, we've even had drummers ask that, fill in drummers. They're like, hey, if you're uh yeah. you know, yeah. I'd I'd really like to meet him and I'm like people well, of course you're not would. drumming with us anymore. <laughs> It's one of those things. It's like your grandpa and Snoop Dogg are probably the two most mm -hmm. sought after. I want to hang out with them. Can yeah, I just Snoop hang Dogg's out with cool. them? Cool. Uh, <laughs> and I was kind of the same uh, way that's kind of annoying star fuckery when I saw Snoop because I just couldn't say anything. But, well, first of all, he's so tall, you know? So I was just like, yeah. you're, you're so fucking cool, Snoop Dogg. Like, that's all I could say. I was just gushing, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, you're so fucking cool. And then he would just kind of side hug me and he'd go, oh, the grandbaby. That's what he calls me. He calls me the grandbaby. <laughs> but I, how do you not gush over Snoop Dogg? And Snoop said that Papa Willie was the only one who could outsmoke him. How cool is that? <laughs> That's hysterical. Could you imagine them two? I couldn't even picture. They're the two funniest, coolest dudes. I would die like just laughing my ass off. They did a song together called Superman. Um, it's pretty good. My grandpa wrote a song called Superman and Snoop sang on it with them. And it was. I love it when Snoop sings. It's great. It's it good. It kind of sounds country, but it sounds like him <laughs> trying to be a country singer. It makes me He's laugh. like, too many pain pills, too much pot. Trying to be something that I'm not Superman. Yeah. He, it's real, <laughs> real mellow and cool. I'll try to find it and send it to you. So oh, my God. To it. That is so right. awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, now what got you guys i mean obviously you, now jb you're from nashville uh no. not really i'm from i've been here since 1977 but i was okay. technically born in virginia and lived there for about six months virginia beach virginia beach oh no shit water yeah but yeah i moved uh, to water <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's his joke i'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling your jokes. I know. Well, yeah. But yeah, I've been here. I've been here forever. So, you know, watched Nashville change five different times. Wow. No, really what what got, <laughs> what got you two into 
like picking up a guitar? What got you into? I mean, Raylan, I, I have a feeling I, I know where yeah. your story would go come Mine's from. Mine's boring because it was just my grandpa. Yeah. How did, when did you pick up a guitar? I was probably Kiss. That first, when I was eight, nine years old, I saw Kiss album covers and shit. And I was like, wow, I want, there's fire. They were in makeup. I, I got to do that. You don't wear makeup. Yeah. No. I started playing the drums, but after a while, you know, I got into high school playing the drums. Like, it's, I got to get out front. That's where you can pick up chicks and stuff like that. You know, as yeah. a teenager, I'm just back here bashing away. I got to get out front. Yeah, guys with guitars are cute. So I had to get out front to do that. But yeah, I've been playing music forever. Wow. And then, Kiss I, was, I mean, yeah. Kiss was my first concert. Oh, yeah? yeah. What year? 82, around there, 81. Okay. It was, they were at the Paramount. A theater in New York where it was like right when the boom was over, the first boom was over and the second boom hadn't hit yet of kids. So right. kind of like smaller. It, it was cool venue to see them in, you know. Right on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rayla, do you have memories of like your grandfather singing you lullabies? Like, uh, that I have memories of us singing songs together, but I don't think there were, uh, we were probably like three or four. I was, or oh. we, <laughs> I was three or four. Uh, my mom, <laughs> my mom said that Jingle Bells, him and my dad taught me Jingle Bells. That was the first song I was singing and on the road again. <laughs> God, what an asshole. He's going to teach you his own song to sing. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus, really? what are you doing here, man? <laughs> but you know what? This is cool. Um, I found a baby calendar, which is, so strange how I even have it. That's another story. But in in it, it shows that my first Papa Willie concert, I was two months old. Two months old, I was at my first Papa oh. Willie show. Wow. <laughs> first time she smoked yeah. a joint with him. Yeah. Two months. <laughs> <laughs> he, just blowing, he was blowing her shotguns in her tiny little face. It was her first contact high. Yeah. <laughs> Long hits with grandpa. Oh, <laughs> now, you guys have such different music. Uh, uh, JB, yeah. you're more punk, and then uh, Raylan, you're more like pop, right? Am oh, I, I getting love that, that right? Yeah, country that, pop. Country. Yeah, I mean, again, we like probably a little bit of all of the genres, but that's when I was, you know, teenage years. I gravitated to start started with heavy metal and leaned into the punk rock stuff. So, but what a, you create, you're more of rock. Yeah, I like cheap trick kind of stuff. That yeah. power oh. pop. That's cheap trick's one of my favorite bands of all time. So. That's what I'm yeah. shooting for. So when you guys come together to write music, how do you go about it? What comes first, the lyric or the song? Usually or the melody or whatever. Usually it's the lyric and I have a some sort of melody with it. And then I run it by him and he's like, no. Or he's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. And then I'll just kind of dive more into it, then voice memo it to him. And then he'll change it all up and send it back. And then I'm like, no, that sucks. Let's keep it the way that yeah, I, I don't had think it. we've ever actually maybe wanted like sort of arranging, but we've never sat down for a writing session. Like, let's no. write a song. It no, starts no. with a voice memo and we'll swap those back and forth. That happens if we're in the process of recording and he's like, wait, maybe this is better. And then we'll sit down and try to figure out how to make it better. But we never sit down to write a song. No, mm -mm. I don't think that's ever yeah. happened. But sometimes you just end up writing a song because you're talking about things and and then I'm like and you're like oh that would be a good song what about this and you know or or when we're trying to figure out how an ending of a song is we'll sit there and yeah pound it once out, we're but, sort of arranging and that kind of stuff but as far as getting the bare bones I, it's voice memos and then we'll hook up face to face yeah. to uh, pound out the rest. Yeah, I'm usually just, riding around in the car if and something comes to me. We've talked about this a lot. It usually happens when you're doing something that's a routine, you know, so that part of your brain is doing something so that the other other stuff can come in, you know. So it's like in the shower yeah. when you're in the shower doing your normal routine. Sometimes thoughts or ideas, or maybe you guys get joke ideas at, at those times, you know, like riding around back. Completely different thoughts than that. <laughs> what's your what's your process in the there, shower Rich? what do you <laughs> <laughs> fill us in here buddy <laughs> no, but Come on, let's make it awkward Everybody, <laughs> you say that because i don't sit down to write comedy it's just more it i'll be talking to somebody and say something and realize oh shit that's funny and then i'll text it to myself 
You know yeah. what I mean? And, and <laughs> work it out on stage. But, uh, but, and I know a lot of comics, I don't know what you do, Mark, but I know a lot of comics who do literally just sit and do the process of writing. And I just can't do it that way. It just No. I, if I actually put time aside to sit and write, I'd work on something else. I would yeah. rather work on a script or something that would be more useful because I don't want to write jokes about like plastic bags. You know, it's like, yeah. to me, sitting and writing is, it feels like homework. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know who, who the famous writer is, but he said, uh, I love to have written, but not to write. Oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, that's even like a script. Like if I have to put pages down for somebody and they're like, I need 10 pages by this date. It's like, it's homework. I got to sit down and I'm going to find every excuse to not do it. Right. So did you and like me and put it off to the last minute and then just cram and get it out last minute? Yeah. And then I start to think like, wow, if I actually spent <laughs> the whole 10 days doing it, I might actually be good at it. <laughs> but yeah. It is interesting, though, that with writing all the way around, like you just mentioned, there's a lot of people that sit down every day to write songs and they just try for a half hour every day. Either something comes or they just exercise that muscle. And I've never been able to do that, but there's to plenty me, of people do. I mean, even when we have done things like that, like let's write a song about this. It doesn't work. We end up just being like, let's not do this. Let's just hang out and we'll, you know, f figure out something else another time. That's why we write the way we do, because it's just, I want to write about something real, like stuff that happens. I don't want to be like, we're going to write a song about a, rom a romantic love story today. Like, no. But we're also writing songs for us to play. You know, there's a whole industry in town where people are writing songs okay, for that's others. True. That's and they true. don't give a shit about that. They're just trying to pound out a decent, catchy song and well, get picked up. Okay, here's oh, an interesting thing. Weed and Whiskey, our song Weed and Whiskey. I there's, love that song, by the way. Thank you. Actually, so we did have to kind of sit down. Okay, so here, the, the, that's a good point. This goes against everything because on this one, <laughs> Weed and Whiskey <laughs> TV reached out to us and said, "Would you write a song called Weed and Whiskey that we can use? Uh, we'll pay you this amount of money." And we're like, "Well, hell yeah, we'll do that, right?" So, yeah. I had already had a uh, a melody in my head that with that whiskey, whiskey thing, I already had that in my head for like years. Remember, we were trying to use it years ago. I was like, "Let's try to figure that out." So then we just started with that and worked and just kind of wrote yeah, the song which together. ironically we started with that melody line and i didn't remember the chords you were playing and i was playing but completely different chords and i'm like well that works and you're like that's not what i was playing like, oh, let's go with it but then we it was almost <laughs> a work for hire and we kind of recorded it and, and we, we were like, i mean we wrote it all in my garage in like 30 minutes yeah and once we recorded we're like this might be this is kind of good, we should, good. We should, <laughs> like pay attention to make sure it sounds like us because we can use this song wow yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so in that sense, we can sit down and write a song when someone asks us to. Yeah, if there's, gonna, is there's guaranteed money involved, money. boom, we can do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's when somebody has me like write for them, write a, a script or something. They have a story and they want it out on a script. It's like I can force myself to sit down because I'm picturing that check. Yeah, <laughs> but like I have all these ideas, but I never write them because, well. Yeah. <laughs> that's just hard work <laughs> and i think the more you write the harsher your inner critic gets that you're like shit you would like go that's pretty good five years ago you're like ah, i can't put that shit out and sometimes you get a little too critical of stuff probably sometimes yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I everybody says oh the more you write the easier it gets not really mm -hmm. you, nah, you get way hard. harder on yourself yeah I, I mean i listen to sets of mine from well i mean let's pretend a pandemic didn't just happen, but like I would listen to a set that's like six months old and I'd go, I can't believe I did the joke that way. I, I wouldn't do that that way. And like, I, even though I still do the joke, I, I change it and it, it, it transforms and it, you know, depending who I'm in front of, it changes. So I might have been in front of a bunch of old people and I did the joke very different than if I do it in front of a bunch of like 30 year olds. Right. So it's like, uh, I mean, I guess when comedy has a, has a, it's a, a, a cool thing where you can change even though you have your thing. But with music, you guys kind of have the song written. You can't just go like, uh, let's change it, you know, because this audience looks like they like <laughs> this more. Right. Yeah, unless you, yeah, we have to make song select you? song selections for that. There are people. Bob Dylan does that shit, but I think he 
judges the crowd and was like, they're here to hear this. I'm going to play it this way. He never plays the same, his songs the same way. You guys are kind of like jam bands. You know where you're going to start and end, and then you read the crowd and figure out how long to stretch this or stretch that. That's a that's awesome. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you're like the Grateful Dead of, you know, comedy's <laughs> like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, we have all those people following us around. From yeah, minus the giant crowds and uh, <laughs> the multi-million dollars on all I, that kind of stuff. I actually like to think of myself more as fish. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Spin doctors, we're down there. I'm sorry. How long have you guys been working together? Um, what is it, like almost 10 years now? Almost 10 years, yeah. Almost 10 years, yeah. But when we started, time. like I'd been playing in bands forever. She had never done anything. I, know, I just got through nursing babies. And we actually met through, um, we were both, or a friend of mine was getting weed for me at the same place he was getting weed. And she would just happen to be talking about how I had tried to go to a studio to record some pieces of songs that I've written and it didn't turn out well. And he was like, well, tell her I have a studio. I'll only charge her 50 bucks, you know? So we, I go over there to do that. And then by the end of the day, he was just like, I'm so blown away by your writing and your sound. We should, here we go. We should write more songs together and put together a combo. Kind of like that. And so that's what happened. And then we started working. To, and then in the beginning, we didn't even know what we were doing. We didn't know no. we were doing this. It was going to be traditional country at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we did like our first thing we ever recorded is stone cold country. I was playing an actual wash tub bass and like really, really? stripped what? down. Yeah. Uh, and hearing your guys stuff now and thinking that yeah. it's like, wow, <laughs> it's the evolution. Yeah. There's a video called <laughs> he's all mine. That's that was the first thing we ever did. And then the second thing we did was the moon song, which you got her grandpa to sing on. That doesn't sound like this now either. No. So that was just she and I, we didn't have a band or anything. That was just, she'd play ukulele and I'd play the rest of the stuff. And then after we decided, well, let's write some stuff, uh, like write more songs and try to put together a thing. I was kind of like, well, look, my grandpa was like, you need to get a band. Do you have a band? Do you have a band? And I was like, Hey, he's saying we need a band. And he, and JB's knows rock people, right? Like that's his friends. Yeah. So he got his friends that yeah. he's been playing in rock bands with and that's kind of how it became a rock band with just and plus i realized i can't play traditional country with a shit so uh <laughs> if, if i want to be part of this we got to do a little, something a little bit different but yeah it's uh it's it definitely evolved you can hear it from our first recording which i it's basically a, it's almost like a rockabilly song slowed down to what we do now it's you know night and day but we didn't know what the fuck we were doing to begin yeah, with the first, Still don't really know but <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out the first one that sounded almost like us now i think is brother yeah that we did yeah no how many albums do you guys have we i just saw have, the oh, we have an ep our first ep we put out then we did uh like it's called singles volume one where we just packaged together a whole bunch of singles okay and then we did an album called don't that came out right before the pandemic hit so it, yeah i we, love we, the cover of it yeah we've been doing that we've got uh the ramones um, the, actually uh, that's not the crap. Cover. You won't be able to see it, but the I have that that album, London Calling, right up above the TV. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have to get yours, and I'll put it up, and I'll yeah. get rid of, I'll get rid of the Ramones one or the Pink Floyd one, and have you next to it. There Love you go. It. That's Love kind it. of been our thing. With we the first one we did, like we did the Ramones first album cover for our first EP. <laughs> so we. Aped that, and then the second one we did. The kids are all right from the Who, but instead of the Union Jack, we had a Tennessee State flag laying on us. And then <laughs> we went for the uh, London Calling for this last one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think you should have done. What, what is it? Who's next when they all pee on the? Oh wall? yeah, all piss and have Raylan like squatting I, instead. Yeah, of, wouldn't it be cool if Raylan's walking away from the wall with with piss up around penis level? Yeah, <laughs> let's do great. it. That's that's not a bad idea. We got to find a monolith to piss on. Do it and let me know. I would love that. <laughs> I think I hadn't even thought about that, but yes, we've got to find a concrete monolith to piss on and take a picture. <laughs> Is there a place people can buy your buy the album on vinyl? Not not vinyl yet. No, it's really expensive to get vinyl. It is it takes oh forever too. Yeah, and they're backed yeah. up because there are only just a few. Well, there might be more now, but when I was looking, there were just a few places in town that did it, and they were so backed up, it was just like. Yeah. What's the point? I, 
you should connect with Don. He has a guy up here in uh, it's in, in Philly, and he got his album done in vinyl. And uh, I was I met up with Don for lunch, and the guy showed up with like a truck filled with vinyl. It's like yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, they take up a lot of space. I think it's a good idea from here on out for us to do singles, and maybe put every time we do so, to, like in three months, we put out two singles, and then put those on a forty-five together and do that. You know, so just to, like, cool. try to give each song a little more life. Well, we than, had talked about that when we started. Oh yeah, that yeah, we did. We were just gonna do singles. We because, were doing that. Yeah, because. You know, most people are streaming stuff anyway. And yeah. Instead of putting out 12 or 13 songs at the same time and like for two months going, hey, check out our album. Hey, still check out our album. Hey, our album. You can stretch those yeah. songs out and every couple of months put, just put out a single because that's what people are consuming stuff. And then and then when we get yeah. enough for a physical CD, we'll just package them up. And because we sell most of our CDs shows, people want to yeah. buy them, yeah. get them autographed, things like that. And like, Unless you get a, a good press article written about you, and then all of a sudden you get an onslaught of people wanting your CDs. That's true. So that's cool. Oh, but that's that just cool. comes out of the blue. That's not regular. <laughs> but most people buy CDs. Physical music is, is merch now, it seems like. It's just like a poster yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know if I ever see live live music, even though I don't have a CD player in my house, I have them in the car still. I still buy a CD just because yeah. I want to support the band because I know – yeah, I mean, as as comics, you know, we we're on Spotify and all that crap, and I see the money that comes in, and there's no money coming in. No money. So, no money. Sirius yeah. XM's the only people who pay anymore. You're exactly right. That's where we make a airplay is Sirius XM. Yeah. God bless Sirius XM. Yeah, I I mean I and uh, didn't the guy from Disney, one of the presidents of Disney, just leave Disney to go to Sirius? I hadn't so heard I that. Hope, but I hope so. Yeah, and I guess uh, I mean my hope is that it they take over because they're the only people paying people, and it's right. it just doesn't seem right that all these streaming places, you know, they take advantage of the artists, and uh, you know what good society without good art? Yeah, the labels you know? really screwed the pooch on the streaming thing anyway for just giving up all of they could have held, all the major labels could have. Just held tight and go until you pay a decent royalty. We're not going to let you stream our stuff, but they sort of yeah. back into that. So a lot of like Spotify would cut off labels and give them like, well, we can't pay you more, but we'll give you stock in Spotify. So the executive like, all right, yeah. that works too. We'll still make money. So yes, yeah, yeah. convoluted. It was a new thing in the the music business as a just monolithic, slow moving, stupid beast that can't keep up with anything. Yeah, and I think well, and it's so like ten people made money when Spotify yeah. came out. Exactly. Then, but the thing I think that's really uh, that's awful is, you know, so everybody was so nervous about pirating music and I think everybody panicked and nobody knew what to do. So everybody just agreed this shit. I mean, I'm not in the business, but from an outsider's standpoint, that's what it felt like. Well, it's you know, true. That they, it's, they were worried about people pirating music, so now they just give it away. It makes no, no <laughs> sense. They shit on Lars from Metallica when he was going, "Hey guys, quit stealing our stuff." You know, they're like big million. Yeah. Turns out it was right. Yeah, they went, it went after him and Jimmy Buffett that he, they were idiots for you know not giving away the the catalog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I said, poor guys. I remember still in high school hearing about it, and uh, everybody turned on Metallica, and I'm like. Wouldn't you want paid for what you do for a living? Like, really? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand it. I mean, comics give it away all the time anyway, under the promise of exposure. Oh, there's plenty <laughs> of exposure gigs in yeah. the music industry as well. What's the old line? Yeah, you can die of exposure. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I do I, I I feel sad and then like on my wall the albums I have up are all like they're albums that you have to listen cover to cover for you know the, the whole experience. And I kinda I, I'm sad to hear but I understand why, but you're saying about doing singles every because that's not the business anymore. But also you could package them together and it could be just like that. If you strategically put them out 
then you can package them together in the end as a full length. Like like now I would just do singles volume two, right? Yeah. And you could still listen to it front to back and it would could still have that same effect. Same effect, same feeling. And you know, you just got every single song except for maybe the last two early. Yeah. Yeah, but I really I, think it's just it's us old guys that care about albums anymore anyway. It is a great experience, <laughs> but there's a lot of great shit that we got to grow up with that nobody's going to get to grow up with. And you, yeah. at some point, you just throw up your hands and go, well, I can't chew my leg out of the musical trap. So I'm just going to, this is what the business is now. Let's go try and sell some yeah. T-shirts. <laughs> That's, you know, that scene in Boogie Nights when the guy's all, he's all cracked out there at his house. And it's Anthony Molina's character, and they're throwing the firecrackers and shit. Yeah. And he talks about making the mixtape, and he's like, I'm tired of the, the, the artist telling you which order you have to listen to your music. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about <laughs> I kind of like the artist to tell me how to listen to the music. Well, yeah, you, you know? don't want to. If, if Pink Floyd didn't have the album, you know, art form, it'd have been horrible. You got to right. listen to that yeah. top to bottom. You know, there's certain right. people that you need that kind of stuff. But again, it's probably mostly older bands. I, maybe it'll come back around, you know, everything's. Cyclical. I feel and maybe it's cause I'm a comedian, but I feel like if you took all my jokes, like how you do on a CD or whatever, and you put it on shuffle, it won't make sense. Yeah. I'm building this something. There's a reason to everything. Well, that's your comedy though. But if you put like Stephen Wright on shuffle, that's true. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's the crazy thing about art. There's just so many different art. ways that you can do it. Mark, your yeah. your your doesn't make sense no matter what. That's true. <laughs> if you like ramblings of a long-winded madman, <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> Can you play drums? <laughs> I you're started hired. out as a drummer, but I said oh, that's right. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> we need a drummer. <laughs> What you do on uh, January thirteenth? <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be? <laughs> where are you guys? Chicago? Is that where you're? Nashville. Oh, Nashville. where our oh. show is? Our show. The, got... well... Wait, did you really think we were in Chicago? I nope. I thought you posted something earlier today about Chicago. You're well, looking for it. That's not necessarily Raylan posting. Oh yeah, that's the agent posting about maybe future stuff. No, in January we're playing in Florida, and we need a drummer. Oh, January 14th, 15th. Nice. Where are you guys at? Plug away. We don't plug yet. We're not quite sure. <laughs> we, we oh, don't have okay. a drummer. Check our website. For, for Stay tuned. You guys are like Spinal Tap. You don't have a drummer. Exactly. <laughs> the only problem is they survive. They just get better gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's died yet. If you want to get a gig with a major touring artist, come drum, come with, drum us with us, and we will. Hook you up. You'll be drumming for Ozzy before you know it. <laughs> we lost one. Like... To... Oh, sorry. Yeah, we've Go lost ahead. him to Steven Tyler, Steve Earle. Like, oh, no shit. People got into bigger and better. Good for them. Gene ah. Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. They... <laughs> Drummers, what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know why they'd want to do that when they could make tens of dollars yeah. drumming with us yeah. instead. Yeah. <laughs> They don't. If you don't spontaneously combust, you'll get a better gig. Exactly. Wasn't that the? That was yeah. my favorite one in Spinal Tap. <laughs> one of them spontaneously combusted. <laughs> uh, so now, do you guys, when you're out on the road, you guys, uh, movie movie freaks? No. Watch no. a lot of movies. But again, we don't have. Anytime when we're in that. a hotel room, we're literally in there for probably an hour at the most. But I mean, total sleep when we oh. land and leave, maybe nine or 10 hours. You know, we show up, go to sound check, go to the hotel room, change whatever, play, go back, sleep, get up and get thrown out at 10 o'clock in the morning and go. So it's not, we don't have the three days to sit around when you're just bored to tears and like, what's on TV? <laughs> so most of, honestly, most of our downtime is spent driving. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Listening to That's comedy. A, there you go. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we let you go? Because we're hitting the top of the hour. Don't want to keep check, you here all day. Yeah, check out our podcast, Music is Funny, where, where it's musicians talking to comedians about music and comedy. Yeah, you can go back and listen to old episodes. It's not really uh, like current event based. So, no. you know, if you see a comedian listed that you like, go back and listen to it. We talked to him about 
old stories, music, comedy, yeah. all that. You know about how many how many episodes do you guys have? I think number forty, 40? just came out. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're, you're gonna be forty one. You're coming out tomorrow. Not as yeah. ladies closet. and gentlemen, Mark comes out tomorrow. <laughs> you want to tune in for that? Only on music is funny. <laughs> There's not a lot of people in New York are that surprised, but um... <laughs> <laughs> it is fabulous. Yeah, do you guys like... ever get out to L.A. and go to the comedy store, or are y'all just New York comedians? Very. I'll go wherever, but like LA, I've only gone there to work, but that was on for acting stuff. And yeah. I never really, never got into the comedy scene there. Yeah, we I've, we've been East. I, Mark and I both have really been East Coast for most of our careers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've worked all over the country, but in the last few years, now that I'm older, I don't. Go, going on the road, it, it it's kind of lost its appeal that way. So I'd rather go to Connecticut, do a show, and get home that night. You that know what I mean? Yeah. The, but, Richie, you also had a – I mean, so for you guys, um, Richie does warm-up for TV. Yeah, like, I, for 12 so years. So for TV shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can make a really nice living and yeah. only commute by subway yeah. instead yeah. of – you know, like working in New York City, you get no money. And that's why you have to go on the road. And yeah. Richie had the loophole gig where it's like, I don't have to leave the city and I can make, you know, a decent living. Yeah. What is so he, a, what does the TV warm up guy do? Well, you go out beforehand and you get them riled up and ready to go and explain the rules and how to act. And then during the during the breaks, a lot of times because we're live to tape. A lot of times it takes 15, 20 minutes in between to set up for the next segment. So it's my job to keep the crowd uh, entertained during the breaks, you know, so okay. it, it can, uh, I mean, an, an hour long show, it takes, it's uh, 43 minutes to shoot. And usually it takes two hours to shoot. So the rest of the time is just me out there trying to keep them happy, you know? Yeah. Richie is part good. comedian, part hype man. Yes. There you go. He's like the flavor flay for the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess Richie's like the best at it. I absolutely, uh, I would go and watch him do warm up because, like, he was doing it for Dr. Oz and, like, he would start messing with Oz in between takes. Yeah. So, like, uh, Oz would be talking to this person about, like, what's coming up and they would be whatever. And Richie's entertaining the crowd. And then all of a sudden, they'll just turn and be like, just look at him. Look at that guy. <laughs> you know that's a wig. Nobody has hair like that. <laughs> and everybody, I'd be in the crowd and they would know I was Richie's friend. And they're all like, your friend's going to get fired today. Like, your friend's good. There's no way that he, he's not going to fire him. Meanwhile, Oz loved it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli was on the show. And she was talking about her ex-husband, Ed. And she yeah. kept saying, Ed, this. And so when we go to commercial, I, I go, Ed. It's, I just go, Ed. And she goes, are you, are you talking about me? And I go, his name's not Ed. It's Eddie. And she goes, <laughs> my ex-husband, I can call him whatever I want. He's, I go, he's Eddie Van Halen. I go, you think Priscilla Presley walked around calling her ex-husband L? <laughs> and about six months later, she was on the show again. And I saw her in the hall. And she goes, listen to me. I talked to my ex-husband, and he said to tell you that. And I go, and I go, you talked to Eddie Van Halen about me. I was all <laughs> thrown away by that, and it kind of pissed her off because she was like trying to tell me. He said it's okay to call him Ed. And I go, did you mention me? You talked to him about me. <laughs> We're done here. Perfect. Yeah. Did you tell him my name? <laughs> yeah. Did he ask? Has he asked about me lately? And did you did you call me Rich or Richie? Because I only will go by Rich. Right? <laughs> well, uh, guys, we hit the top of the hour. Um, I think that's a perfect way to go out. This is great. Uh, please, would you guys come back and hang again? Absolutely, anytime. Yeah. Yo, so let Mark know I'll, if you want we'll us get, both come on together. Whatever you want. Now we'll get you. We've already had him on. We're old. 
the old hat with him. Yeah. We'll get you on by yourself. And then when you guys I are in town, y'all can come together and we'll do one. Yes. All right. Cool. Actually, well, what's awesome is Richie and Don and I, the three of us, are really good friends. So maybe the three of us will come yes. down to Nashville, do a show. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'll do we a round table. Do it and have you guys close it. Okay. We'll we we'll do a comedy show the first 45, and then you guys close with 45. It's a cool idea. We could do that. Or yeah. maybe Raylan can close with her five minutes. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, Richie, I, I wanted to throw this out there to you. They had Lisa Lampanelli on. Oh, you did? On their podcast. She didn't insult them once. Oh, really? Well, I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to I listened to y'all's with hers, and she's so mean to y'all. It's so funny. Remember, she was yeah. Like, you told me about that. I have got to listen to that. You guys broke her down, man. She was on. She was nice, Lisa, on ours, but you guys brought her old school. That's great. Y'all, y'all could barely say anything. She just kept going and going and going. Y'all were just laughing the whole time. It was yeah, so good. She's great. the best. She used to open me. So that's how that's how long they've known each other. Jesus. Wow. But uh, yeah, we definitely we'd love to have you back on, and uh, we'll definitely all stay in touch. I'll send a um, an email to all of us so we can okay. stay in touch. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. You guys have been so much fun. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us, man. This was great. Thanks. All right, that was drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Cheers. You did it. You guys, all right. Thank yeah. you so much. You guys. Much.